help the CIOs of today out. How do you do an implementation that's both clean and sustainable? Bill, let's start with you and some of the experiences that you've had. Yeah, well, I think the example of Department of State is one that I would uh, kind of highlight here because I think it, it truly starts to orchestrate all of this end to end. You know, when you look at, again, Department of State, huge number of systems uh, in the backside of, of everything they do. How do you provide that holistic experience around what they call my services, which is the integrated platform? So, again, they couldn't just rip and replace. They had to start small, scale up. And so first off, how do you tackle the legacy systems? How do you provide that clean user interface from the beginning, even though you're not changing the back-end systems? And so that's, that's to me, step one, especially in the federal space where there's so much technical debt uh, involved. Then you start to really take those wins and start to either, because of cost efficiencies, I'll call it in the, the, the legacy system and truly integrate them into the platform, or just recognize that that monolithic system is going to stay there for some amount of time and continue to refine and improve the service offerings there on that, that you're delivering. And so over time, right, the, the buildup of multiple, if not 100 plus services really starts to take ground. But the user really doesn't know what's going on behind the hood, right? Because they, they really don't need to and you don't you don't want them to. You want them to just be able to interface with the system, interact. And so now globally, uh, you know, hundreds of, of locations worldwide, hundreds of services being uh, delivered through this common platform and multi-billion dollars worth of transactions going over a single fabric um, and really providing that game-changing capability. Again, you know, in our traditional models, we would have gone out and done a multi-year, 10 Moore's Law uh, scenario. Uh, we'd be talking five to 10 years of deployments and you know, hopefully it's successful at the end, but it's kind of the waterfall kind of piece. It, it truly is an agile approach to platform as a service to, to get the wins, build the momentum, get that, that return on investment to invest in the next service and the next service. But again, that unifying whole, uh, depending on whether you're coming in mobile or traditional approach. Again, I think that's really the value of the platform. And so everybody should be aware of Department of State's a pretty big beast, uh, lots of different branches and sequels. And so unifying a, a, an experience like that, uh, I, frankly, is one of our, our big spotlight uh, scenarios because it's, it, it, it kind of brings that end to end with respect to governance and legacy and UX and mobile and cloud all into one ecosystem. That was a good example, and we're very proud of that uh, work that we've done together with both Accenture Federal Services and ServiceNow. Uh, Susan, I want to give you an opportunity as well. You know, uh, implementations are important, right? Platforms don't work unless they're implemented properly. Uh, what are some examples that you have and some insight you can share for current CIOs today? Yeah, as Bill was talking, it reminded me of a slide that I use uh, with our clients on why a platform? Why are we looking for this single fabric as we're going forward? So I pulled that real quick to look at it. And, and it really is all about energizing the user and making that user experience uh, more important. It's getting rid of siloed solutions. Um, it, it, for the client, it truly drives costs down, which we all need to do uh, with our budgets. And it accelerates results. Um, as you're doing that. So you're looking on the return on investment of moving to a platform service to be able to deliver these things. Um, these things come out as well. And by the way, it really helps us foster innovation, uh, helps us move them from that legacy environment that they're in today to a new environment that's much more uh, profitable. And, and then we don't talk profit in the Department of Defense, so that's really not the right word. But 
um, really can accelerate their experiences as we move forward. Um, and I remember, you know, being a young soldier, I enlisted as a private. And, and all the way through my service, when, every time I moved to a new station, it was painful. I had to get a new computer. I had to get new passwords. I had to get new access cards. I had to, to move, you know, figure out how, you know, that all my pay records got moved. And, um, and it, oh, it took days before I actually got my password that I could go to work and find my desk to go to work. So now when you think about bringing in a single um, platform environment, a single workflow, that when a soldier reports to a station and it's a one-stop shop to get everything done in the single day, that, that helps orientate that individual into like, this is a pretty cool place. And that's not only in the Department of Defense, but it's also in the commercial environment. How we onboard our new hires it's critical that they have that first positive experience of becoming part of the team. And that's what a platform like this can do. Around that, um, that, that platform that Susan's talking to is a thing we call living platforms. It's a, it's a very responsive and UX-centric uh, delivery model. And so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with Susan more on that one. I mean, when I joined Accenture, right, I never saw a help desk. I had a, I had a laptop. I knew exactly when UPS was going to ship it. It was mirrored. It was imaged. Um, the, the help desk piece was just seamless, single factor uh, sign on or uh, multi-factor uh, sign on there. It, that holistic experience is what I experienced from day one. And we, we deliver that in, in concert with ServiceNow through the living platforms uh, capability. And so when you think mobile and HR and finance, that's exactly, Susan's right. That's exactly the experience that every, that 18 year old is demanding, Right. Um, and, and we'll probably talk about this more as we go through, but it's a retention and recruiting issue, as Susan talks to. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And the end user doesn't care nor understand what's happening in the background, right? It's about the, the, the experience that they're getting. And you both mentioned silos. And, you know, technology and, and especially IT departments and CIOs, they have to face silos. They're not going to break them down day one, and they're probably never going to break them all down. And so what we've noticed with the platform is that, you have technical battles and you have political battles, right? To have a platform that can play nicely with others and not have to fight the political battle all the time and show things work in a short period of time and get those small wins that you both mentioned is important to get that groundswell and that buy-in with end-user positive experience. Then all of a sudden, the CIOs of today have a groundswell of people that agree with them, that get a good experience. And next thing you know, it makes it much easier to fight those political battles and break down some of those silos where it's important for the modernization of the organization. So I, I agree with you both and appreciate the insight you've provided. 